Ezra chapter 8. Now, these are the heads of their father's households, and this is the genealogy of those who went up with me from Babylon, in the reign of Artaxerxes the king. Of the sons of Phinehas, Gershom, of the sons of Ithamar, Daniel, of the sons of David, Hattush, of the sons of Shechaniah, of the sons of Parosh, Zechariah, and with him were listed by genealogy of the males 150. Of the sons of Pahath Moab, Eliel Hohenai, the son of Zeruiah, and with him 200 males. Of the sons of Shechaniah, the son of Jehaziel, and with him 300 males. Of the sons of Aden, Ebed the son of Jonathan, and with him 50 males. Of the sons of Elam, Jeshiah the son of Ataliah, and with him 70 males. Of the sons of Shephatiah, Zebediah the son of Michael, and with him 80 males. Of the sons of Joab, Obadiah the son of Jehiel, and with him 218 males. Of the sons of Shelemith, the son of Josephiah, and with him 160 males. Of the sons of Babai, Zechariah the son of Babai, and with him 28 males. Of the sons of Asgad, Johanan the son of Hakatan, and with him 110 males. Of the sons of Adonikam, who were to the last, and these are their names, Eliphalet, Jael, and Shemaiah, and with them 60 males. Of the sons of Bigvi, Uthai, and Zabud, and with them 70 males. I gathered them all together to the river that runs to Ahavah, and there we encamped for three days. And I looked around at the people and the priests, and found there were none of the sons of Levi. Then I sent for Eliezer, for Ariel, for Shemaiah, for Elnathan, for Jarob, for Elnathan, for Nathan, for Zechariah and for Meshulam, chief men, also for Joiarib and for Elnathan, who were teachers. I sent them out to Ido the chief at the place Cassiphia, and I told them what they should tell Ido and his brothers, the temple servants, at the place Cassiphia, that they should bring to us ministers for the house of God. According to the good hand of our God on us, they brought us a man of discretion of the sons of Mali, the son of Levi, the son of Israel, and Sherebiah with his sons and his brothers, 18, and Hashabiah and with him Jeshiah of the sons of Merari, his brothers and their sons, 20, and of the temple servants whom David and the princes had given for the service of the Levites, 220 temple servants, all of them mentioned by name. Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river Ahavah that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him a straight way for us and for our little ones and for all our possessions. For I was ashamed to ask of the king a band of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the way, because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is on us, on all who seek him for good, but his power and wrath is against those who forsake him. So we fasted and begged our God for this, and he granted our request. Then I set apart twelve of the chiefs of the priests, even Sherebiah, Hashabiah, and ten of their brothers with them, and weighed to them the silver, the gold, and the vessels, even the offering for the house of our God, which the king, his counsellors, his princes, and all Israel were present, had offered. I weighed into their hand 650 talents of silver, 100 talents of silver vessels, 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold weighing 1,000 darics, and two vessels of fine bright bronze precious as gold. I said to them, You are holy to Yahweh, and the vessels are holy. The silver and gold are a free will offering to Yahweh, the God of your fathers. Watch and keep them until you weigh them before the chiefs of the priests and the Levites and the princes of the fathers' households of Israel at Jerusalem. 
in the rooms of Yahweh's house. So the priests and the Levites received the weight of the silver and the gold and the vessels to bring them to Jerusalem to the house of our God. Then we departed from the river Ahava on the twelfth day of the first month to go to Jerusalem. For the hand of our God was on us, and he delivered us from the hand of the enemy and the bandit by the way. We came to Jerusalem and stayed there three days. On the fourth day, the silver and the gold and the vessels were weighed in the house of our God into the hand of Merimoth, the son of Uriah the priest, and with him was Eliezer, son of Phinehas, and with them was Josabad, the son of Jeshua, and Noadiah, the son of Binui, the Levite. Everything by number and by weight, and all the weight was written at that time. The children of the captivity who had come out of exile offered burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all Israel, 96 rams, 77 lambs, and 12 male goats for a sin offering. All this was a burnt offering to Yahweh. They delivered the king's commissions to the king's local governors and to the governors beyond the river. So they supported the people and God's house. So we finally in the Ezra part of Ezra. And I said to you there were four returns, and right at the beginning of the book of Ezra, Ezra was writing about the first return, but he wasn't a part of the first return. And Sheshbazar, the governor, he was the one that went back according to Cyrus's command. They started building the temple and only got to the foundation. Um, but, and, you know, and then later on, Haggai and Zechariah and the others prophesied and they started building the temple again. But now Ezra is actually going back. And this is the second of the four returns. And this is something like 25 years later. Um, no, it's not 25 years later. It says here 60 years later, about 456 BC. You'll notice in when we were reading it mentioned Joshua, son of Josadak. Now, he was one of the guys that went back on the first return. He's probably an old, old guy by now because Ezra is going back quite some time later. Now Ezra, he, you know, he gathered all these guys together. We just read out all a heap of names. And it said they went to a certain place and they waited for 10 days and they fasted and prayed. And they asked the Lord for protection on the way. It's, it's said that he didn't want to ask the king for protection. So he could have gone to the king and said, look, we're going on this journey. We've got all these resources, gold and silver, talents and stuff that are for the temple. We don't want to get robbed on the way. But he didn't want to ask the king for that because he'd told the king that the Lord looks after those who are his and he's against those who are not his. And so it would, Ezra felt like that was a contradictory thing to ask. Like if God's really on our side, why do we need to ask for, you know, armed escort? So he didn't ask. Um, he, <laughs> instead, he goes to prayer. Ten days of fasting. Lord, we need your help. And it says the Lord granted their request. Now, I don't know about you, but the question, the question that some people ask is, how did he know God granted their request? So we know in hindsight, because, you know, they did the journey and they weren't robbed. And in ancient times, you know, journeys, were, journeys across vast distances of the ancient world, they were full of bandits. Bandits were always looking out to rob and it was not safe to travel. And, uh, you know, unless you had a, a little army with you, I mean, you read about Abraham much before this and you, you get the impression it's just him and his wife and Lot traveling around but no they had a thousand armed men with them and uh, oh was it 380 men anyway they had they had soldiers <laughs> you don't generally realize that but when you read the story of the rescue of Lot in around about Genesis 14 or so 
you realize, wow, Abraham had an armed escort. But that's what Ezra doesn't have here. <laughs> He's traveling in the ancient world full of bandits without an armed escort. And so he knew that was dangerous. So he goes to prayer. Now, and the Lord hears his prayer. Now, we know in hindsight the Lord heard his prayer because he made it safely. But at the time, how did he know? Well, he, when you press into prayer and you seek the Lord for something, there comes a moment when you know. And this is clearly what Ezra has had happen. Well, at least it seems to me that this is what's happened. They, they're pressing into the Lord. Lord, hear me, hear me. There comes a moment when something just settles in your spirit and you know you've been heard. So then they set out. If there are issues in your life that are bothering you, you need to take this approach to prayer, the type of approach that says, I will not stop praying until it's been settled. Now, I don't necessarily mean that you're going to hop on your knees and never get up until it's resolved. You know, don't go to the toilet. You don't have a meal. Don't go to school the next day. There's a place for that type of thing too, where you say, lock yourself in the room and say, I'm not coming out until it's settled. But sometimes it's not practical to do that because you've got to live, got to go to school and work and stuff like that. But so you, you adopt the same position, but in a more kind of like, as I'm going through life. So you come home from work and you say, Lord, I'm reminding you of this thing that I'm, and so, you, and then you go to work the next day, but you come home. And so you're holding it before the Lord continuously. And in that manner, you know, it may take some days or weeks, but you break through because you're not letting go of the matter. There comes a moment when it settles in your spirit and you know the Lord has heard you. You have what you ask. And I think that's what happened here with Ezra. So he sets out without an armed escort, but he's safe. <laughs> I think it's interesting how in Nehemiah, which we'll get to, you know, uh, later, soon later, but he also has to do this journey, but he, he asked the king for everything he needs. Lord, I ne uh, king, I need an armed escort. <laughs> king, I need this, I need that. He asked for it all. He has no qualms. Both are right. <laughs> there's a time and place for everything and there's a time to know what is required. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you provide all we need, whether you provide it in the form of an armed escort or whether you provide it in the form of, Lord, angels. So we don't need an armed escort. Lord, you're our provider. And I ask, Lord, you'd put within our hearts the type of grit that can persevere in prayer and bring things to an end. Lord, I ask that we would be the people of God. In Jesus' name, amen.